Hello, and welcome to episode 168 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Ooh, Henny's sending me some emojis. Like, I was, I was oh. just checking if my Skype emojis were still Christmas-themed, and That's... they are. Okay, but here's what's ridiculous about it, because it's almost like every single week that there's an update. I know. When I'm, you open Skype. So I know. My Skype updates all the time. Like, I'm constantly updating it. And so I keep thinking, eventually, these Christmas-themed reactions are going to leave. But I'm telling you, I've got a mistletoe. I've got a surprised Rudolph. <laughs> I've got a laughing Santa who's laughing so hard he's crying. Christmas in July. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. How do you feel about Christmas in July? Like, how do you feel about half things? Like, people who celebrate yes. their half birthday or, yes. like, you know, like, there's usually in July, the Hallmark Channel will do, like, a resurgence of, Chris, a resurgence of Christmas mu- okay. movies. Like, how do you feel about that? So, I mean, I I had never heard of, like, half birthdays until I met someone who was born on Christmas Day. I can, and, and they, they said that their parents had always celebrated their birthday, like June 25th. So I, I can, I can, I'm into it, to be honest with you, because I know even for like Nevaeh's birthday is December 14th. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult Mm -hmm. to try to figure out a gift Mm -hmm. and to, and at a busy time of year Mm -hmm. to have something so that person feels special Mm -hmm. when there's something else that's coming really close, you know, and then it's a long time to wait. So I, I get that. I, I I do get that. But then in that case, like it would be, we celebrate on the half birthday and not on the birthday. Yeah. I think that it's, it's acknowledged on that, but that it's the biggest celebration is in like you know june right and i think it also works because it's it's like you know at least at the end of june then you could still have like a birthday party with friends like Mm -hmm. no one is coming to your birthday party like around christmas yeah my like my my girlfriend who i work who i work with she has a summer birthday yeah and at least once a year, she will lament the fact yeah. that she has always had a summer birthday. And so she never got anything like party wise for her birthday. You know, like growing up, her family was at her family's cottage. So there were no friends. Yeah. Like she would get, she's like, I get a Duncan Hines chocolate cake from a box. That's what I get every birthday. <laughs> but like, she likes her Duncan Hines chocolate cake from the box and she even though she's in her 40s now she continues to ask for that so like she's sort of lamenting and complaining but then she's also sort of being like but you know like it's fine this is what I'm used to this is what I like yeah but but she she often will complain that she never got any special attention for her birthday when she was growing up because it was because she had a summer birthday Mm. yeah Yeah. I mean, it is. And I mean, it's like siblings with very, you, and you know this because mm-hmm. you have um, a sibling, a Ryan. Siblings. Yeah. But, but yeah. Ryan and you, you I was We're always a joint thing. Yeah. 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 Always, we, always. Our whole lives, it was, it was our birthday party. 
Yeah. But I, but I mean, I never, when it's something you're used to and that's just the way it is, I never thought anything of it really. Like it was, and, and maybe like, as there were more siblings, we had, I had like my sister's birthdays are three days apart. So it was all like, they Uh also had a, a combined birthday. So it never felt like everyone gets their own birthday, but not like, I, yeah. but also I didn't care. Yeah. You know, and neither, yeah. and neither like my brother that I, that we always have a joint party. He also didn't care, you know, like, like that sort of a little bit, our personality too. Like I'd rather not have a big, I mean, mm. when I was a kid, I mean, did I want to party with a cake? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, but like we were never allowed to have school friends come anyway. But like my my siblings who had like my brothers who had birthdays like solely, they also weren't allowed school friends. Like mm. it was a family thing because there were so many of us already. Like there was yeah. there was no need for extra stuff. So it never felt like other siblings got stuff that I didn't just because I shared my birthday. I never. But but I can appreciate because none of our birthdays are although some of them are close to each other none of them are close to christmas Mm. like the closest birthday to christmas is my oldest brother's the 13th of november okay and and so i can appreciate that that those close to christmas birthdays if you are a family that celebrates christmas that that would be like that could be sticky yeah 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 yeah, so I mean, you know, Christmas in July. That's a you often that's you hear it of actually Christmas in July. Yeah. There'd be sales that are Christmas in July exactly. sales. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. About. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah. I'm okay with it. I mean Okay, you know. It's all right. Um, can I tell you something that happened yesterday that is very funny? Yes, right. I, I love a funny story. Okay, so, but you might not find it funny. Now I've just set this whole thing up. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, so, you know, my mom is going away to Italy for two months. Yes. And so we've been working, I've been, I've been helping to try to arrange her out-of-country insurance. And so you can imagine that, I mean, when you're, you know, age factors into cost, also into different questionnaires, all kinds of different things. So that's fine. So my, they also want to know medications you're on. And so they want stability with medications or else you are exempt from coverage on different things. Right. Fair and fair enough. Right. Yeah. Um, so she, my mom's had a medication that was going to be changed. So we had, you know, I, I was chatting with this gentleman and said, okay, here's the thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. My mom's medication is going to be changing. So we don't want to pull the, the plug, like pull the pin on this and, and get this all set and then have this, even though she won't have, um, she won't be covered for anything for it. However, because we're, t- we've opted for the full year because it was only like $90 more either for the two months she's away or for a whole year. Um, we opted to take that. So I said, well, I will let you know what the new medication is. So anyway, we also filled out, I, my mom filled out the forms. And so that was the whole thing about me 
you know, sending the thing to Staples, my mom going to Staples to pick them up and then she filled it out and I helped her with that to make sure she signed everything and then physically sent it in. Mm -hmm. So that was like over two weeks ago. So I finally, I've messaged the guy and said, you know, hey, we we sent these and um, I just want to make sure you've received it. And he's like, oh no, but the mail hasn't come today. Did you send it to this address? So he puts an address. I'm like, oh no. No. Because I sent it to the address that was on the foot of your emails that we've been, the 12 emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, no, we sent it to this one. And he said, oh, that's an old, it must have been an old email. That's, that's not the right address. So then I have to tell my mom, but now what's, we're less than two weeks out from her going on her trip, which, you know. I also, you can do it electronically, but because I'm not with her to do that is not easy. She doesn't, complicated. it is, it's complicated when you are savvy. Yeah. Sometimes because there are different documents that then, oh, yeah. it's pr- protected by this. You can't do this. They just, you're typing your name in is fine. Other ones yeah. you have to have digital signature. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you know, what it, you know, shenanigans, right? Yes. Yes. I'm like, so I, I messaged him and said, look, I'm going to be in Canada on Friday, can I just um, screenshot, like, we'll print it off, she'll sign it, I'll screenshot it, send it in to you. He said, oh, yeah. So anyway, then I decide to phone him because now I'm worried about when the card comes so she has a physical card, will be sent, uh, too many questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I pick up the phone. (laughs) Okay. So so I'm waiting. I went to see my physio doctor yesterday and I screwed up the time. I was an hour early. I thought it was at 10. It was at 11. So as I'm sitting there, I thought, okay, I'm just going to phone this guy. So I'm literally sitting there and I phone and someone picks the phone up and they say, hola, housekeeping. What? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, uh, I'm like, Hello? I said, do I have the wrong number? I, <laughs> but I know I don't, Henny, because I've already, I actually just went through my contact, like my recent phone and saw, cause they're in London, Ontario. So I saw that it was London. I just redialed that number. So it's not oh. like I inputted a number wrong. No. And, and so he's like, oh, he said, oh, I said, um, is this Phil? And he said, yeah. I said, Sandy Seymour. And he just starts laughing. He said, well, we've had a morning over here. He said, I've had my, my credit card has been compromised, but we've had all of these weird phone calls with people trying to like scammy kind of things in the so office. It was the person you needed, but he yes. was like pretending to be something else. Oh. Because he, he saw the number come up and saw that it was Peru. And, and so that's, he, he was thinking oh, it was a scammer. Some str- oh my goodness, that is <laughs> I know sometimes I'll see on my phone, I'm like, oh, like, uh, you know, Norway is calling me, or like, you know, Milwaukee's calling me. I'm like, yeah. and I, I never answer the phone. I mean, it's amazing he answered the phone, yeah, yeah. I think he was just like at that point, just like, just you know, shit up. And- <laughs> yes, yes, and so I was like, uh. Yeah, I said, okay. And so anyways, we had a good chuckle about it. That's um, and then, funny. Yeah, and then later, anyways, he, he what he did tell me was that he said, I actually think that I have your mom's forms from the other office because we had a phone call and they said there's there's mail here and someone is going to go and pick 
pick it up. He said, so you call me, uh, you know, I'll let you know this afternoon if I have it and then whatever. Oh. So, so anyway, uh, I got an email yesterday afternoon from him and uh, it just said like, you know, give me a call when you can, because I needed okay. to get the credit card number yes. over the phone. Right. But and they so, did, but he had everything that he needed. So yeah, he had it. Oh. So when, so when I phoned though, you know, he just said, hello. He didn't even say like Bruce Murray and associates. Right. And so I was like, uh, Phil, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah. And then he said, you know, I'm, we're still looking for a housekeeper. We're still looking for housekeepers or something. If you're interested. <laughs> I said, seriously, I, I said, I was so thrown by why are you answering like that? Yeah. That was just bizarre. Yeah. Anyways, very funny story. Well, <laughs> especially funny because it all worked out fine yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and then he so he now he sent me like you know everything and he's gonna send the because you know my mom wants to have something to, if she needs to use yeah. it that's in her hand she I yeah. can't just give her a digital something you know yeah. to be able to find it all and so I said he said okay I'm gonna pop it in the mail today she should have it but I mean, it's, she needs to have it by next Friday, basically, or the following Monday, but I'm leaving that Monday. Um, but I, there was a bunch of digital things that he sent to me that had like the policy, but it also had the a digital card. So I can, so then I, but everything's password protected with her um, postal code. So I, it's fine. I put her postal code in and it opens up. So then I send them to Brock and he's like, oh, it's password protected so he can print it. Yeah. Anyway. Like, seriously, why is it, why is everything password protected on there? Like, I mean, she'd have to also prove otherwise that it was her, Yeah. you know? Yeah. I... Like, you know, to go and use it. Any, anyway, anywho, um, I think that that crisis, cause that was like, oh my God, stressing me out, you know, yeah. that I'm going to have to go and do this. But now that I think about it, actually, if it had been a real thing, because I know that you're in Hamilton, I wouldn't yes. have felt super bad to say no would have felt bad because you know I always do to ask you anything yeah, but, but it wouldn't have been I, I would have been at that desperation point that I would have been like can you just pop over to my, and, my mom's and it truly <laughs> would I mean I would do it no matter what I would do it from Toronto too but I truly I like I'm, I'm in Hamilton almost every day for the month of July so yeah yeah I mean, uh, and I mean these are things that Brock can do too but then sometimes it's like a timing thing or whatever and it's just yeah. Yeah. And anyhow, anyhow. And so. you did get it. It is organized. Everything's it fine. Is. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. And so then I said to her, I said, my mama said, okay, now it's all set up and whatever. So she's like, well, thank you so much for your help. Blah, blah, blah. Like, perfect. So she needed to get money. And so mm. anyways, she did go to the bank on her own. Okay. Her branch did not have any euros, but okay. she did manage to go and she picked up euros. Yeah. So all of okay. so she has money to good, take good with for her. her. Um, I told her try and use your credit card when you're there, but I need to. I think we need to phone the credit card company and let so them let know. them know she's going to be overseas. Yeah, and that isn't even a hundred percent guaranteed because you know I know too yeah. many people that that's happened to and it doesn't work. Um, yes. But, uh, but yeah. Very exciting oh. for her. Very exciting for her. You know, um, the the. I mean, as as any like town, and I mean, I've never been to Italy, but I mean, the pictures are just beautiful. And so they, their sort of routine is getting up. They said and walking down to the square in the morning, and you know, grabbing a coffee and sitting out and watching the go. You know, people just going about 
growth in business and um, going to the market. And she's like, well, Marilyn says that you just go and you just like up to where they're selling bread and you just ask them for like a piece, show them how big a piece you want. They just slice that off. You pay for that. And then you just go and grab some meat and some cheese and make a, I mean, truly sounds perfect. Mm, Yeah. but for her, and it's going to be hot though. That's the problem. It's like thirty-seven. Eh? Uh, so anyway, I it'll, I'm, it'll be great. I'm very excited for her just yeah. to go somewhere and just chill out and yeah, you know, yeah. relax. Yeah. So so she's not coming back until the twentieth of September, um, and we'll be there for Brock's graduation the sixteenth. So then I was like, ah, uh, can we, Phil and I stay at your apartment? But then it was like a little pause, and I was like, mm, she gonna oh. say no? She said, no, of course, you never have to ask. It's your home. I'm like, hmm, not really. I've never lived there. It's not my home. <laughs> my home was sold, you know, 30 years ago, but okay. <laughs> uh, my childhood home. Uh, but I guess, I guess, you know, even if my my kids, wherever I am, I mean, they treat it. I guess the thing is you treat it like your home. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know? So, uh, so then I said, oh, can we also use your car? Another, she was, uh, Oh, she she said, of course. She said, but the, you know that it's dirty. I she said, you know what the deal is? I go, you think Phil's going to drive around in your filthy car? <laughs> it's it, it is going to get cleaned. Don't worry. It, it she's been wanting it to be detailed or whatever. So uh, I said, we'll take care of everything. Perfect. I said, and then I'll have your place like all cleaned and dusted after two months, you know, and uh, and all set for you. So yeah, that's about it going on around here. I'm very excited about going to Canada baked my cakes already was an experiment what are okay so you're making a minecraft themed cake for riley's birthday and so what the plan because all i've seen is chocolate cake base yes so so like how are you gonna make it minecrafty so i done a lot of googling a lot of youtube watching a lot of pinterest is it gonna be a layered cake yes yeah yeah yeah, so like blockish kind of. So yeah. I've seen. So I was going to just do the creeper, which seems pretty easy and basic, but I wanted to like mm, go up a little bit of a notch. So I've done. It's not a nine by thirteen. It's a little bit smaller than that. I had to go buy a, ba- a pan. So I've done. I've got okay. one one of those, and then I've got a smaller one, which is also rectangular that I can cut. So what I've seen is. Like it would be like a, a base, a long base, and then they've stacked kind of in a corner piece, you know, like cut yeah. and then on top and then another one on top of that. Yeah. Almost like a turret. Kind of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but all blocks, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so and then will each block be a different color of icing? No, it's not going okay. to be. Um so I, what I've seen is that around the edges, people have like iced it and then smushed up like um, Oreo cookie to, oh. to make it look like, like dirt or like rocks or whatever. Okay. Okay. And, and so I bought, I thought like, I'm trying to get as much stuff done on this end to take so that when I mm-hmm. get there, I'm not super stressed about all of that on Friday to put this cake together for Saturday. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, um, I bought Oreo cookies and I thought, okay, I will, t- cause you know, they take the middle out and then squish it. I'll do that. And then I happened to be in the grocery store and I'm like, is that really a bag just of crushed Oreo? And there it was. 
I've never seen Genius. that. Of all Genius. The fa- I mean, in Canada, that's easy to get. Yeah. Here, I've never seen that. So I bought that. $4 it cost me. I'm like, perfect. So done. Um, and then, so that will be around the edges. And then on the top will be green icing on. And then using the tip that looks like grass. Yeah. You do along the edge. So it's like that. Okay. But the other, I need to go and get um, like some Lego. So there's some figurines. So, okay. you know, a couple of those. So by the time, so we're recording this episode a little bit before this birthday is happening, but, but when the yeah. episode comes out, the birthday party will have mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. So we are going to need to post a photo on Absolutely. Instagram of the cake. Okay, great. Yes. Great, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then I saw like things like um, people had made um, things of di- look like dynamite. Oh, okay. It's like yeah. TNT. But so some people had used like red licorice and cut oh, it and then. Yeah. And then, like, just used a paper that had they had printed TNT around it and taped it on. I'm like, that is so genius. I saw people made, like, almost looked like palm trees, but they had used, like, the thick pretzel as the tree. And then, so clever. So I was like, hmm. But I did find tall red uh, candles. So I'm going to bunch them together. Anyway, that's going to be perfect. Oh yeah. my goodness, it's going to be yeah. great. It's going to be and, great. And so I had gone to, um, they've just recently, Dollarama is actually in Peru. Oh wow. And it's called, Do- it's called Dollar City, but it's, but it's actually the Canadian, ver- it's Canadian company. Right. Um, and it's in Colombia, Brazil, like a, okay. I, a few other countries. Okay. And uh, so there's a brand, I've been to one location which was just crazy busy and disorganized, but there's a brand new one. And so I went on Monday, got there right when it opened. It was like pristine. Like it was so beautiful. I took 40 minutes, just very cash walking (laughs) up and down the aisles, you know, buying a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Living your best life. But exactly the same, like a lot of the same brands, like all of the like baking, like you or in kitchen utensils were all Betty Crocker, which is the same. You find at a Dollarama here. Yeah, Yeah, exactly like the flowers, like all of the stuff, the food bits weren't cause they were obviously Peruvian mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. food bits, but, um, uh, it was, it was nice because they had all like a big selection of things for, um, for birthday parties and things like that. So mm-hmm. that's where I found those candles. So that was perfect. The big tall candles to use, but I bought a bunch of other stuff while I was there that I just needed to have, you know, I didn't know I needed it until. Right. <laughs> needed in quotes. Needed <laughs> to have, but yeah, it was just, it was just nice. It's like puffs, you know, like, you know, when you're, when you're showering or whatever, like new ones, Alufa. some yeah, Alufa things like some, those things I usually buy just the ones from Dollarama when I'm home and also makeup sponges but they have the same brand here it's the same package so I know I can buy so it's good that some of the things that I stock up on that I don't necessarily need to you know yes yeah 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 so yes I baked the um Hershey chocolate cake um so I baked three different cakes so the one big one and then a smaller pan and then a square one Okay, and, and so, you're bringing those with you. That's I'm, your that's your carry on on the airplane. I'm not even sure it all that need to be because I've I've individual like they cool just I made them yesterday afternoon. They've all cooled. I wrapped them well, um, and then I froze them, which oh. I always do. Anyways, I freeze the cakes before anytime I bring. I need to even at 
even when I was in Canada before I made a cake, I'd always make them earlier in the week, freeze them, and then not have to worry about that the day of. But I had a box that a router had come in. Yeah. The cake fit perfectly in that box. And then one of the smaller ones fit right on top and I can close the lid. So it's okay. perfect. So I might carry it on. I haven't finished quite finished packing, Yeah. Um, but I might just put it in, in there. I would just be worried about it like being thrown I, around. No. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I can just carry it on because it's not. I mean, I don't want to pressure you to do one no. thing or the other. No, I just. But you're be... probably. You're right. I mean, it, and it's it's not a big thing to do. Um, But but then, yeah, I, you're right. I mean, it is a pain to have to carry something. But yeah, I, would, I would just be worried about it being like the suitcase being thrown around and the cake breaking. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, you're right. Good. I'm glad that we've chatted today. I will. I'm going to carry it. I'll carry it on. Okay. Um, I mean, worst case scenario is that tomorrow I end up baking, or Friday I end up baking cakes, right? Yeah, yeah. You just don't want to have to do that if. I, w- I was just thinking scary. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm actually thinking today I'm going to make the icing too, because okay. buttercream icing can be three days. And that you could put in your suitcase. Yes, and then I do keep odd sod boxes of stuff so that when I have yeah. things and when I I just pack them because I always have lots of room going. It's coming back. That's challenging but anyhow other today's what day is today today's wednesday sunday we will also be going for our walk i'm so excited about that ice cream yep also excited about that it's gonna be good to be uh in the flesh with you i know and it seems like i was there march may July. july I'll be back in September. September. I mean, it feels a little, feels a little more like this is what's supposed to be happening. Yes. You know? (laughs) Exactly. Anyhow. Anyhow. Yes. Very exciting. Very exciting. Okay. Well, I've talked a lot about nothing. Um, Books. Well, I needed all of the details okay. about the cake, though. I needed those, okay. so I'm really pleased about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the uh, last time we recorded, honey, we talked about the book that we were going to try to read. Did I have, I'm, I've started it, but I haven't finished The Omnivore's yes. Dilemma. Did you finish it? I finished it. it. So it's The Omnivore's Dilemma by Michael Pollan and was written in 2006, I believe. Yes. Yeah, uh, because he has written other books since then, like In Defense of Food, he wrote, yeah. and there's one other that he wrote since then. But the the version of the book that we read is we that we read, I think published in 2015 or 2016, and it is the young readers version. So it's aimed at like it's aimed. My sense was like middle school, high school aged kids, like teens. Mm-hmm. It had this very, like, uh, there were even certain parts of it where he said things, like, specifically about, like, you might not think that you control the food that comes into your house, but, you know, when you were little and you asked your parents for a certain type of cereal, they might have bought it for you. Like, now that you're a teen, you know, you can influence this as well. And so so it really was directed at, like, a teenage group. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was not dumbed down. No. Right? Like, it was not like a, it was, I mean, it was still a lengthy book. Mm-hmm. It was, and still, like, full of information. Like, I I, I am, uh, I won't go back and read the original. Uh, because I think I got 
from this book what I needed to, but I am a little bit interested to see how different it is because I can't imagine it's that different. Yeah. Like it's, it was pretty jam packed full of detail and science and, you know, like I, yeah. I, I actually, I really, really enjoyed the tone of it. Yeah. I, and I'm reading, I'm, you listen to it and I've, yes, I I'm not, to it. I'm not very far into like maybe 40 pages, mm-hmm. um, digital pages into the, the version of it. Um, and there are diagrams in it. And so what I would say is the diagrams are very basic, but also just very easy to understand. I write as soon as I, it was so interesting to start when I started reading it to the reason, the reason why he's even interested in what started that was fascinating because, I mean, you'll be able to go into it, but we don't give much thought to where our food comes from. And we've mentioned this before because anytime we've read some sort of a um, article or listen to a podcast or book about it. But I think it's good to be reminded of, because he, he goes into it in quite a lot of depth. It was interesting because the whole time that I was listening to the book, I was thinking, oh, Sandy and I have talked about this. Oh, Sandy and I have talked about this. And when I say Sandy and I have talked about this, I mean, Sandy has talked to me about this. Like, like there were so many parts of it that I was like, oh, I know this, but I know this from you. Like, I know this mm. detail from you. And so, because I was, because unsu- we were unsure if you had read it before or not. And I think maybe you haven't, but have you read In Defense of Food? I've read in defense of food. Yeah. I, did, I, I so have not read the, this one. So it's the same author, the same sorts yes. of things, right? Correct. Because yeah. there were so many parts of it that I was like, oh, I know this information already. I've heard this story before. I've heard this uh, um, this like article before, but the only reason I've heard these things are from you, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so that was interesting. Uh, but absolutely, like, you know, he, he starts by talking about you know, how little uh, connection we have with our food, unless we are the people who are growing the food ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. And and that's really what most of the book became, was h- him describing these different experiences that he went through to learn, like he worked on a farm for a couple of weeks. He like mm-hmm. went out like, with a with a person like foraging for mushrooms like he went a couple of different times with with a someone who who uh, was a hunter to like learn what do you do for that how does this work you know like so he actually got the the lived experience of all of these different ways to grow or find food and Mm -hmm. then use that food to, to cook meals and to share it with his family and his friends and things like that. And, and to really have a sense of where this food comes from and not just where locally it comes from, but how does it go from uh, living on earth to being food. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and, and all of those, like even, 
even if you don't care about food, like if you're not a foodie, you don't care about cooking, you don't care about like making a, a making like putting a meal together. Even if you don't care about nutrition, you don't care about what's you know what's whole food, what's healthy, what's processed. Like even if you don't care about the you know the environment and you know what. Uh, like harm or help we can do like even if you don't care about any of those things I think you still might enjoy hearing the stories of him having these experiences like it was really quite fun but the part I think that was the most thought-provoking to me was this idea of the omnivore's dilemma, which is the title of the book. And he talks about it at the beginning, he brings it back at the end that, you know, he says, really, you know, as humans, we are omnivores and we can choose to eat one way, like, you know, a, one way or another, but, but in, but we are created as omnivores. So we are in bodies that can eat uh plants and animals if we choose Mm -hmm. to do so but that as an omnivore it's harder to make the decision about what to eat and what you should eat and what you can eat because you have more choices in front of you and so he gives specific like some extreme examples like he says for example a koala koalas eat eucalyptus eucalyptus leaves and so Mm. if there are eucalyptus leaves they eat and if there aren't they don't there's nothing else for them like they don't have a choice this is what they eat Mm -hmm. and and so they don't eat other things because other things will make them sick so they don't right and and so there are a few extreme examples like that but he said less extreme examples you know as a you know um a carnivore that only eats uh, meat, you know, you're not going to be tempted by like the the broccoli. grass or the <laughs> yeah. yeah, like or the thing growing in the garden or you know, mm-hmm. like because that food your body isn't made to digest or to or to consume. But right. as an omnivore, and this is the dilemma, we have all this food in front of us and we don't necessarily know instinctively what and i mean this could be scientifically scientifically inaccurate i'm and if and if someone knows more than i do and and it is inaccurate i i i would love to hear that but he what he says pretty much like the premise is that as an omnivore when you have all this choice in front of you you don't instinctively know this is what's going to feed my body well and this isn't right. and then you put on the added element of the society that we live in now where most of the food that is available to us is highly processed Mm -hmm. and so now it's not just we have the choice between the the thing growing in the garden or the thing that's moving through the garden (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know we also have the you know plethora of chemicals and extra things that have been added and and then you know and he does spend some time talking about just in general how the the processing of food and the developing of new types of food with 
uh, you know, flavor companies and technology and things like that and, and ways that food companies are looking to get us to eat more Mm-hmm. because if we eat more we spend more money and that's what they need us to do and you know so like he he does spend a little bit of time with that and so you know so he says uh, you know the, the omnivore's dilemma is really everything in front of us is you know pretty much you know yeah is food and so how do you make those choices and then he goes into you know, all these different, you know, escapades that he goes on to learn about yeah. like, where the food really comes from and how, like, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for you to get further into it because you're still in that first little bit yes. talking about like, Corn. oh yes. Yeah. But I, one, one thing too, is like you, you just that you just mentioned was, um, you know, manufacturers wanting to make adjustments to, to have us buy more, but they also, the other part of that is that they want to do it in a cheaper manner. So produce the food, different types of foods cheaper and have us consume more of it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that, that's another, you know, sort of piece to it where when that happens, there's less real food in quotations mm-hmm. more artificially um, produced or created foods that taste like mm-hmm. regular food the the I'm in the very beginning which he talks about corn <laughs> and you know he says like every there's very few skews in a grocery store that do not have some, some sort of corn product or byproduct yeah that was great he he he's like so he's like you walk into the grocery store and pretty much you're looking at corn (laughs) yeah (laughs) because of course you know you know things that have uh you know uh partially hydrogenated oil for example well that's corn oil you know um and even he mentioned a lot of like like on ingredient labels, like a lot of the different acids and things that you would see, like, I don't know if it was ascorbic acid or something else, but he's like, that's also a corn byproduct or like, like it was all these different things that come from corn. Yes. Yes. I mean, beef. Okay. But but it was fed corn. Right. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It was fed corn. Eggs. Eggs are a product of a chicken that was fed it corn. Was fed corn. Yeah, exactly. He's like, you so know. pretty much it all goes back to corn. Yeah. And like corn, not necessarily in the way that was meant to be eaten. No, not, not, you know, in season, you know, uh, peaches and cream. Cob of <laughs> yeah. corn. Yeah, exactly. Corn. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which, which is scary, you know? Um, anyway, but, but, but for sure, you know, we don't, it's not the first thing when we, we think about it. Now I will, I'll be walking around being like corn, 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 corn. corn. <laughs> <laughs> but even in some products like, um, diapers, tampons, yeah, like there were things you're like, what? Mm-hmm. But in some shape or form, corn byproduct was used yeah, in the, yeah, makes an appearance. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's the other thing too. Like if you are really interested in, in that part of food, then 
but you're not really interested in anything else, like you could read just the, the front part of the book if you're not yeah. at all interested in that but you really would like to hear about like well what was it like to forage mm. for mushrooms like you could skip to that chapter too like it, it it is set up in such a way that you could like pick and choose what you were interested in but I mean it it was quite fun to read the whole way through yeah you wonder if there's a version like where like just thinking honey where in a curriculum would you insert a book like this so I know there's a grade 12 health class that is like, it's in the social sciences that is like about health and functional nutrition. This mm. would be a great book for something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I know, I mean, next year you're not, you're, you're not teaching like yeah, but regular but I don't have a core. I don't have a, a homework yeah. class next year. But but this would be something I know that you would find a way to absolutely fit in and tie in absolutely into into health. Like it could easily yeah. fit into grade seven and eight, like health curriculum. Yeah, absolutely. So easy. Yeah. So easy. Hmm. Yeah. Anything in science that it could be definitely in. Uh, like in high school science, like in, like in some of the biologies, grade 10, maybe grade 11 biology, uh, because anything related to growing and pesticides and things like mm -hmm. that is a, that's a piece of that curriculum. So that would be super, super simple. I know in grade eight science, there's a section of like systems in the body. And yeah. so it could definitely tie into that too, because the food, like, especially if you're looking at the digestive system and the food that you're eating, like, mm -hmm. so, I mean, there, this is the thing, like, about curriculum in general, like the curriculum is so broad that, you know, there are like little specific pieces that are attached to certain grade levels and certain subjects. But in general, it, it would be so easy to take something like this and infuse it into all sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is something I can now think about like the IB program where these are the types of things that are really sort of integrated. Like that was mm -hmm. my experience with Graham were the yeah. themes were shared throughout yeah. every subject. Yeah. Well, and that is that is one of the advantages of like some middle school, like some middle schools are very split as far as like one teacher does these subjects, one teacher does these subjects, but a lot of middle schools are more of a holistic sense so one teacher has one class and teaches most subjects to that class and yeah and one of the big advantages of that yeah. is that you could take something like this and make like and and fit it into a whole mm -hmm. bunch of different yeah I mean it's a it's a language thing as well right like yeah. anytime that you have to do any reading or any writing yes. or any media consumption or you know it's all mm tied together yeah. right so so easily connected yeah to teaching our young people about the world really yeah you know yeah 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 um just I just this just popped into my brain too in science do they still dissect animals in high school not at, oh really mm -hmm. I know at grade seven and eight we dissected stuff no we do nothing in grade seven and eight but in huh. high school, yes. 
I think it was just a, I know I did a worm. I know I did a frog. And then I, yeah. it must have been high school. I did a cat. I know sometimes they, they do pigs. That's how old I am, honey. We did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there was one more thing in the, in the omnivore, in the omnivore's dilemma that had me thinking, and I think it's towards the beginning, but you, you aren't there yet, but he talks about not just that it's important to understand what it is we're eating, not just that it's important to understand how the things we're eating have gotten to our plate, but also that it's really important to consider how we're eating. So mm. if we want to, if we want to eat in a way that is best for us, we have to think about what we're eating, where that food has come from, and then also how we're eating. And then he gives a bunch of examples like, um, are you eating it by yourself or are you eating with other people? Are you eating at a table? Are you eating in the car? Are you eating on the go? Or like he, he had yeah. all these examples and I was like, oh, wow. Like, because this, this type of thinking is also in the new Canada food guide. Ah. Right. That, that a piece of the food guide now in Canada is make your meals at home, sit and eat with people, uh, eat at a table, you know, like, like yes. these, these are important things as far as the government of Canada is saying, and this, and Michael Pollan in his books also saying, these are important things if we want to eat well. Yes. And, yeah. and he had, a, I think he said that 19% of meals in the United States are eaten in the car. And so initially I was like 19%, like I was like, that can't be right. And then when I thought about like one in five, I was like, oh, mm -hmm. that sounds like that could actually be right. <laughs> exactly. As I know what my day looks like and I've already packed my lunch to eat in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is is that eating in the car that that 19%, how many are the drive-through purchases? Cuz I know that that's yes. the one thing he's talking about. I think it's it's McDonald's is the first thing that he's talking about, mm -hmm. I, which I'm I haven't got to, but I but there's already a reference mm -hmm. made to it. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, you what you're eating in the car and what, you know, somebody going through a drive-through eating in the car are very different things. For sure. But even even so, cuz he cuz at the very end of the book, he gives the the young people that he's writing to a distinct list of here are things you you could consider if you're looking to eat well. And, you know, and some of them are like, you know, about shopping locally and shopping organic mm. and you know like some of them are about that but some of them are eating at a table with your family or you know like mm -hmm. or with your friends you know and he does talk about mindless eating and for me what I find when I pack food to eat in the car so first of all it's no, it's probably no surprise to anyone. And it's definitely not a surprise to you because we've eaten together, but I'm a fast eater. So I have to make a conscious decision to slow down when I'm mm -hmm. eating something. If I'm eating with other people or eating by myself, that makes a big difference. Like if I eat by myself, it's like, <clears throat> like I inhale it. But when I'm eating with other people, sometimes I still inhale it. But sometimes I can <laughs> see that other people are eating more slowly and I'm like, oh, 
like they still have half their plate like slow down yeah, it's okay a like, I, yeah. like I try to like match myself a little bit better with the people yeah. around me and that's good like it's important because you need to give your body time to realize that you're taking in this food right so but I find when I eat in the car it's e- like it's on hyper speed I and I think it's because I feel like I'm like on the go. So I'm in a hurry. And like, maybe I was in a hurry to get into the car to get on my way. But like, once I'm in the car, like it's going to take me however long it's going to take me. Like, I don't have Mm -hmm. to eat fast now that I'm in the car, but I do find that I'm still like, you know, in a hurry, in a hurry, go, go, go. And I'm like, okay, but I'm going to be in the car for 45 minutes. So like I could, I could stretch this like lunch out for the next 45 minutes and like right. no one would be the wiser, but, but, you know, I don't end up doing that, but I, it was just, it was interesting that that also was a piece of it, mm-hmm. you know, being more mindful. And he even says at one point, he says, you know, you know how easy it is to like eat an entire bag of chips sitting in front of the television, you know, like he makes some specific examples like that, that it's like, yeah, exactly. Like it's so easy to just you know, over consume when you're not really paying attention. Yeah. The other thing that I'm just thinking about is that when you're, when you're driving, you're already doing one activity that requires concentration. And And so, and because we, we often are in situations where it's either, it's either fight or flight right? So our bodies can't do a lot of things simultaneously. And so I'm sure it has an effect on your digestion just because you are trying to do concentrate on one thing, but also concentrating on either grabbing. Mm -hmm. If it's, you know, I'm thinking about you be hummus and I've done this too. Like, so you don't want to drip it on you. Yeah. Right. So then you're like paying attention that you're not spilling because you know, I've got my little veggies and hummus packed ready to go. And, and that you've also like looking to see how much hummus, how many vegetables and doing the math mentally about like, how much do I want to put on here so that I have enough for it all, but I also don't want to have anything left over. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of other stuff that is going on that is requiring energy, focus, concentration, you know? So, Yeah. I mean, eating in the cart, sure it's not. You know what I also do? Everything that I pack has to be eaten whether I'm hungry or not because yes. I'm worried I might be hungry. I don't think ever in my life I've actually been hungry. Right. I'm I'm more aware now of if I'm going out, do I need to really bring something? Yes. That's what, yes, I would agree with that because I also feel that way. Like if I pack food, then I'm going to eat the food because – Yeah because I've packed it, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to like, especially if it's something that I've packed just, you know, that I've just like thrown in a bag, but that it needs technically to be refrigerated. Well, you know, if I've, if if I'm out for three hours, I'm not going to then go home and like put it back in the fridge. No, exactly. You know, and the other part of it too, is that I know that I have it. So my mm-hmm. head, my mind is constantly saying, okay, but you have that. When are you going to eat that? When are you going to eat that? It's still there. Oh. Still there. Are you going to eat that now? Penny, <laughs> I, I can tell you that I, I'm like that. And then it's, it's, if, I'm, if I don't have enough things to do, that I'll actually have to physically look at a clock and say, okay, you're going to wait until you get to at least this time. Before yes. You, I know. I, I do too. 
Yeah, I do too. And so this is what I have been doing more recently is I've been trying to make, I've been a, if I'm going somewhere that I'm going for a long, long time, I've been packing my snacks in a freezer bag with a, with a, with an ice pack yeah. so that if I don't eat it or if I don't have time to eat or if I don't need it, I can come home and put it back in the fridge. So that's the mm-hmm. one thing I've been doing. And the other thing I've been doing is paying, like you said, paying more attention to how long am I actually going to be gone? When did I eat? What did I just eat? Like, what was the last thing I ate? What am I going to eat when I come back? Do I yeah. need something with me? Yeah. And yeah. Often the answer is no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, another strategy, I guess, would be like I'm thinking for myself, because once it's sitting there beside me in the car, but then I'm very tempted. But yes. I could just be like, OK, well, I know it's going to be an hour drive and I'm going to have this. I'll just take that out and put the bag so I can't reach it while I'm driving because I'm not going to pull over and go and get mm, it. That's a good call. Right. So I might need to, like, work on the. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm often in a car like where I'm driving anywhere nowadays, but just knowing that the next, you know, the next week I will be yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, having, having those things. So I remember back in the day, one of the recurring WW themes that used to come up was pack a snack. Yeah. But, and I think there were like habits that, that mm-hmm. were an were the habits even in the, like, I think that was when the app was like first being like created and designed. Yeah. Cause I think they even had the habits listed in the app and you like checked them off when you did them. And mm. were there 16? Like, I think there were a bajillion <sighs> of them and the whole, like every week was like focused on another one of the 16, I think it was 16 habits, one of My the goodness. 16 habits. And then by the time they got through 16, they started over again because it took you that long, you know? Yep. And one of the habits, I will never forget, one of the habits was pack a snack. Yeah. Sometime, but like what we're just talking about now is like sometimes it makes sense to pack a snack, but sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. And I know, like, people would say, like, oh, like, I always have an apple in my bag. Okay, well, I'm either going to have an apple in my bag, like, cut up and ready to eat, and then I'm going to eat it because it's cut up and ready to eat. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to throw the apple in my bag whole, and it's going to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth in my bag. And it's going to be so bruised and gross that I'm, you know, like, that if I'm, if I'm out and I'm really hungry, I'm going to go through the drive through anyway. Like this is not a, this is not a solution for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or like some people would be like, Oh, I'll pack a snack. Like I'll throw a granola bar in my bag or something. Yeah. Like, you know, now we're getting into the treat conversation. Like is a granola, yes. is a granola bar really a snack that's going to, you know, no. tide you over? No, no. All right. So recommend the book for sure. Yes. I recommend the book. Okay. People who are listening, the other day, we, in a group chat with Steph um, and Honey, uh, we're talking about things. Steph said that they were going to see the Elvis movie. Yes. And I then shared that um, we were going to watch the um, Lucy and Desi. Yes. And so both of you have watched it. Yes. And you both gave, I would say, lukewarm reviews. Reviews. Yes. Phil and I loved it. Ah, okay. So, yeah, it feels like... Oh, I liked it. 
he said it was like they, it was, they had like lukewarm. And so I was like, mm, didn't know. But we, I, I like, yeah, anyways, I really enjoyed it a lot because maybe it's because like Phil said, we don't know a lot about, he never watched it. Like, uh, okay. Um, I did. Yeah, I did too. Like, you know, and, and sure there's like, you know, the couple of iconic ones, one of the grape stomping, the yes, other, the, for sure. the chocolate, the chocolate factory. The chocolate, yes, for sure. Right. So, so anyways, I, I, I think if people haven't watched it, uh, Nicole Kidman, you actually forgot it was her. Ah, like, I thought she, she was phenomenal. I thought that. she was very good. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, so many I fun thought, people in I that too. I thought it was good. I thought yeah. it was a little slow. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the guy who was like the showrunner and then the female writer, they're both from Arrested Development. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. With Will Arnett and Jason Bateman. I know. I know. Oh, I know. I've just never seen it. So the the girl who was the female writer was Jason Bateman's daughter and her name was no it wasn't it was his niece her name was maybe okay <laughs> That's a great she name. was the daughter of ellen degeneres's wife that character she played the character the wife okay um portia de rossi yeah um but the but the guy who was the showrunner was like the slowish brother that the mother just loved and he played the goofiest character like he was super okay. funny okay. yeah so I was like hey where on oh, that person oh and this person anyways anyway I thought it was delightful but okay. what I want to share is have you heard of a documentary it was done in 2020 that is called my octopus teacher okay I've heard of it and I've heard that it's very good I've yes, never seen we watched it. it we watched it okay it was a little odd because the guy, so this gentleman like tracks the same octopus, goes into like the ocean every day for almost a year. Yeah. But the octopus actually like becomes his comfortable in his friend. Like mm -hmm. he, like octopus finally comes out and like comes onto his hand. But the guy was so emotionally connected I, honey at one point I thought like there were a couple points he was going to cry oh, wow. and I also thought that he was going to tell us like he was in love with the octopus like honestly it was a little okay. sometimes I was like to sit and feel oh is this, <laughs> this going to flip the switch to like <laughs> something we're not expecting this show to be <laughs> yes but yeah I'd heard I've heard good things about it yeah, so it's a filmmaker begins diving in a kelp forest off the coast of South Africa and meets a female octopus who casts a spell on him. Mm. On Netflix. Yes, Very yes. High, it's an hour and a half. All right. Really, really recommend it. I was, All it right. was really, really, yeah, it's got, yeah, 93 on Rotten Tomatoes. But okay. anyways, it was very well done. Very I'll well done. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Feels like, does this, do you still think because we love octopus Octop we love ah. we love grilled octopus we right. and we'd had it i think the day we watched it we'd had it that that oh. afternoon and does that change how you feel about eating octopus no it doesn't we had 
well cooked octopus on Saturday on Sunday. It was a very right. tasty. <laughs> All right. Well, it's the omnivore's dilemma. It's the omnivore's <laughs> dilemma. Yes. What are you gonna eat? Uh, lovely to chat with you this morning. Yes, you too. Always. I mean, it's nice when it's the summer for you because I'm always more awake and active. I'm like, you know, yeah. like some sort of a animal. <laughs> by the afternoon. Yeah. I'm like, you're not, mm. not a nocturnal one. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not at all. So anyways, thank you, Miss Henny. I'm super excited to see you in a couple of days when we'll be recording again. Luck. You'll be in the, I'll be in the loo. I will be. Uh, good luck with the creation of your cake. I'm looking forward thank you. to the pictures. Thank you. Thank you. And um, we'll yeah. see you soon. All righty then. Take care. Thanks for listening. Bye. Ciao. Bye.